Um, first up is uh, the female perspective. Female perspective, say what's happening. Hola, what's up? Happy New Year. Awesome. And also on the line tonight is Big Hush. Big Hush, say what's happening. New Year. Happy yeah. uh, occasion. Well, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about first. How how was your New Year's? Y'all know from a previous podcast that I am not a big fan of New Year's Eve. kind of hate it. Um, because all my plans always usually go to crap. So, uh, how was y'all's New Year's Eve? Um, mine was pretty quiet. I share that sentiment. Well, wasn't the the Ohio State game New Year's Eve? Uh, yeah, that was one yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Boy, was that disappointing. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Um. I I slept through the New Year's. Um, went out to dinner, uh, got back around maybe eight thirty nine, and put on a movie, and I pretty much fell out. I woke up at probably four in the morning, like, oh yeah, happy New Year. So uh, yeah, not a real big, uh, not a real big New Year's fan. But yeah, so the New Year has started off uh, very very slowly. Uh, we don't have too many deaths. We're gonna deal with one of them here as we get through this podcast. That uh, I put the whammy kabam on somebody. Um, at the end of 2016, thinking that they were going to make it, um, and they didn't make it. Uh, so yeah, we'll get to that here in a second. Um, what you drinking? Are you drinking? It is uh, recording on a Saturday afternoon. Um, so, but it's never too early to drink because it's five o'clock somewhere. Big Hutch, what you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Granite Coast Red Blend. Excellent. So back on the wine, female perspective. What you drinking? Ditto to that, Granite Coast, Red Blend, Vino, Delicious. California. California. Don't make me do it. All right. Um, so, yeah, I am on a uh, rep and Big Hutch here. I am on a Whole Garden, an original Belgian wheat beer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're very, yeah. Yeah, very nice uh, Belgian wheat. Um, so, yeah, so. All right, we'll clink glasses from afar, clink, clink, clink. Um, and before we get started here, it's been a while since we left you just because of um, when we did the end of the year podcast, we did the year in comic books, the year in comic book movies, and we did, um, what was the other one? We didn't get to the year in the STFUs, but we did get to, um, yeah, I can't all oh, the year in the RIPs that we did. So um, this is in our counting our total. This will be podcast fifty one for the official Brothers Comics podcast. So, um, if you're a follower of that format from before, you know that we start off with the box office report. I am going to do better with my um, with my sounders. So hold on, we'll give you the sounder for the box office report as a female perspective. We'll count us up from five to one. There are a couple of stop signs for the producer as we go through. So hold on. <laughs>
So we're, again, Saturday afternoon podcast, counting up from five to one. Do you have it in front of you in your perspective? Yes, I do. All right, so let's count us back up from five to one. Like I said, there are a couple of stop signs. What was the number five movie in America thus far this weekend? Number five is La La Land. That La made La Land. $3.1 million. Okay. And that's yeah, that is. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, uh, I'm going to get – I'm going to poke the bear with female perspective. Some people were saying, like, yeah, this movie is as, is as great as singing in the rain. <laughs> and, you know what? I, I, as you both know, I'm a huge fan of musicals. Um, but for some reason, neither the lead actor or actress appealed to me. So this is not a movie that I've been, you know, really hyped about seeing. I may check it check it out eventually, but I mean, yeah, they they just don't appeal to me. So henceforth the movie doesn't appeal to me. Uh yeah, it does have some Oscar buzz. We are um uh, I guess uh, less than twenty four or a little over twenty four hours away from the Golden Globes, which are tomorrow night. Um I'm not Yeah, another sure musical that. that I've been really listening to, of course, is Hamilton. Uh okay. I've got the soundtrack, it is mm-hmm. it is awesome. I mean, extra awesome. I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's great. So, yeah, okay. that's that musical I can definitely get behind. You got the mixtape? I have the mixtape also, but I have the, no. uh, I was, I've been listening to the, the soundtrack from the original soundtrack from the movie. Exactly. Or the, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hutch, I know you don't care about no musicals, so that's a skip on La La Land. Uh, what's the number four movie in America? The number four movie would be Underworld, Blood Wars. That's at $4.8 million. <laughs> I already hear Hutch laughing in the background. I had a stop sign there. Um, uh, so, Kate Beckinsale, I think this is her second return back to Underworld. I think this is the fourth Underworld movie, maybe the fifth. I'm not. I'm not 100% yeah. sure. I've been out since the first one. Um, right. Maybe yeah, I saw the, the second one. one. Yeah, the first one is really, to me, the only one that's worth seeing. I I think I saw the second one, and and that was about it. Yeah, they, they, I think they've gotten progressively worse. So I'm sure this one is, isn't. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Resident Evil series. I mean, I think it made about six or seven of those. And I right. the first one I checked. Right. Yeah. The first yeah, one was okay, but yeah, the second one, and yeah, I guess I haven't seen the rest of them, but I'm I'm assuming they get progressively worse as you go along. Right. The the reviews have been brutal. Um. So it's. Like I said, I think this is her second return back to it. Um, you know, Kate Beckinsale's got a kind of a weird, like, kind of career arc here, where she came, she say, became. Say what? I would say, I, I would just say she just she ain't broke through, she ain't going to break through. Right. I mean, she, what, I mean, what, I don't what? think she's really had a breakthrough role, a role where you say, well, wow, that was really good. I, I can't think of anything with her in it that I really thought she stood out. She's been serendipity. Yeah, I do like serendipity, but it, it's not necessarily because of her. I just like the story. Right. So, I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I mean, as many actresses or whatever, or a lot of actresses go through, you have to make that career choice at a certain time of if you're going to 
push through and you know what, I'm not going to have kids until I'm in my 40s or I'm going to have it in the middle of my career arc or whatever my my uh, my ascent is. And I think she did do that. Like she wound up having kids like kind of right in the middle of her popularity, however big her popularity was. And then she was off the map for a few years and then she's, you know, kind of slowly making this comeback. Um, uh, I won't be seeing Underworld, whatever. I mean, it just it doesn't appeal to me in any way, shape or form. Um, as much as she looks great in those leather costumes, I can't F with that at all. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, the reviews have been just brutal for this movie, so I'm sure it's pretty full of awfulness. All right, what's number three? <laughs> number three is Sing. That's the animated movie hmm. with Matthew McConaughey and um, Reese Witherspoon, I believe, and various others. Yeah, various. various. Others. Yeah, I, I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Actually, I was kind of waiting for it on an international screening. Uh, I would I actually kind of wanted to see it. The commercials look pretty funny, uh, but I'm, I, I would not pay real money to see Sing. Um, but but I know it's it's been really successful over the course of its its release or whatever. It's probably close to a hundred million dollars already. How much has it made? Uh, it's made a hundred ninety eight million. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but it's it, it, it looked for what, three weeks. Yeah, seventeen. Was it seventeen days or seventeen? Yeah, weeks? seventeen days. 17 no weeks. days. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean. Yeah, it looks fun. I mean, it looks funny from the trailers and the commercials or whatever. So I can see how it makes that much. All right, the number two movie trending for this weekend. Uh, what was number two? Uh, number two is Rogue One, um, a Star Wars story. Um, that made six million, and What's that it? made four hundred and sixty-one million thus far, and that's been wow. out for two days. Okay. Now, I saw it opening night, um, and I, I don't know. We haven't talked. I know we did on a different podcast with Sandman and uh, Brother Beavis. Um, so for the review or whatever, did y'all see Rogue One? I did. I saw it. Okay. Hodge? I am rogueless. You are rogueless. <laughs> what did you think of it then, female perspective? Real quick. Um, uh, that's what my stop sign was for. I, I might get some backlash for this. Uh, there were parts that I thought were kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it was okay. Uh, do I think it was necessary? Probably not. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it it was there for me. It it didn't give me as hyped as um as what was the the last one? Um, the Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens. Yeah, it didn't give me as hyped as the Force Awakens. And like I said, right. there was some parts that I don't know. It seemed to kind of drag a bit. So yeah. yeah. So that, that's I would, my main issue with it. I would say the beginning part of it, because it's doing so much character or building, like trying to, you know, establish all these people, because this is your first non-Skywalker story in Star Wars, and it's taking, you know, it took some time to get started. But the last half of that movie, especially the last act on the, the battle on whatever planet that is, is really, really good. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was very well done. Um, y'all know how I feel about them making these extra side angle side Star Wars movies. I'm like, man, y'all, this is not necessary. Yeah, yeah, and that's you're just said, was it, diluting was the product. Necessary? Yeah, that's that's why I said was it really necessary, and I I really don't feel like it was. But you know, it's Disney being Disney. Of course, they go milk it for everything they can possibly get. 
So right. henceforth, there you have, you know, this and various other side side movies. Um, so yeah, you're mm-hmm. gonna they're yeah. gonna saturate the market with, you know, as many Star Wars movies as they possibly can. And now that the old cast is is whatever, right? He might want to start bringing in some new folks and bring us some other stories too. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, and, you know, well, I mean, I think. I think they are doing that a little bit with the. I think they are doing that with the numerical versions of the Star Wars stuff. You know, I think seven, eight, and nine. You know, they've already established two or three already leads. You know, with you know Ren. uh, Right. uh, Yeah, you know Ren, Kylo, and I forget the black guy's name already off the top of my head, and Poe. So and Finn, excuse me. So they've established these new characters (laughs) and where they can go after that, but. I mean, like I said, I, I, the last half of that movie is, I think, is, is in terms of Star Wars standards, is really, really good. Um, so yeah, Star I mean, Wars, I like Star it. Wars George Lucas or Star Wars Disney. No, Star <laughs> Wars in the Star Wars in the general sense, like I, you know, that last half of that movie feels very much like a Star Wars movie. Um, and then there's so many callbacks as well. I mean, we're gonna have to do a new segment like every week we do this podcast. I'm like Hutch, like why didn't you see it? Um, but like the callbacks in that movie to uh, to start to episode four to A New Hope, you know where you see you know certain characters that you weren't expecting to see. I mean, right, it, it, yeah. There's a lot I mean, of I inside. Like, there's a lot of inside notes and jokes in there, I guess. I like that tie-in. I mean that works. But I don't know. I just felt like this movie really wasn't necessary. I don't feel like it really provided a lot of additional information that was needed. Right. Um, okay. You know, there's a generation of there's a generation of, of moviegoers and and have never seen Darth Vader alive. So yeah, right. and, and that that was cool. I mean, I like there's the use of some of the older characters and the tie-in to uh, a new hope. I mean, and Earl James, Earl Jones reprises of yeah, his abilities. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, again, I didn't have, I, had, I mean, I had no issues with it. Like I said, other than the beginning of it, that was like, you know, it took a little while to get started. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think that was, might be what what I'm referring to. It just it just seemed kind of slow in some parts, and then it did yeah. at the beginning. It did. I can definitely understand that. Okay, so yeah, it's made a crap ton of money though. Um, but a crap ton. No I job think job. it's probably. No, well, actually, he is in it in a in a little cutaway uh, like Easter egg scene. I saw it on the internet, but yeah, he's in it um, <laughs> in a background situation. So, all right, so yeah, it's made more money and it's way more successful than I thought it would be. I thought people would kind of reject it, um, but I was wrong. No more predictions. All right, uh, and the number one movie in America trending for this weekend, female That's perspective. That's great. I'm glad to see this. Hidden Figures. That made mm-hmm. $7.5 million thus far, and that's the movie with Taraji um, Henson and... Um, Janelle Monae. Uh, yeah, Janelle Monet and um, who else is in this? Um, shoot, I forgot her name. Um, Let me look that up. This is the uh, the... And it's an Oscar bait movie where these three black ladies working for NASA are helping with the mathematical figures and calculations to get people to land and orbit the moon. Um, I've never heard of this movie. You have? You never heard of the movie or the story? Both. 
Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, the movie's I've been... I've never heard a story, but I've, I've certainly seen the trailer for the movie. Right. Because I, yeah. I was a movie I actually said I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. seen it? I have not seen it as of yet, but it is on my list of movies to check out, so I'm pretty sure I will see it. It just opened this weekend um, as its long release. Um, you know, it's like the wide release. You know, you wouldn't be able to catch it at Art House or whatever here. Prior to that, but yeah, it just opened up while I released this weekend, which is why it's, you know, trending so hard and, you know, possibly the number one movie of the Mer- in America knocking off Rogue One, which would be pretty right. interesting. Um, yeah, that's great. That's why I said that's great. Um, the other yeah, aspect is. is Octavia Spencer. Yes, Octavia Spencer. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something I want to see. It's something that, you know, you kind of get mad when you start to think about it. It was like, well, I ain't never even heard of this story right. before. Never heard and I've heard about Josh Glenn and all these other people. I think this is a pretty important story that we but, definitely should have heard more about. Well, but it's also black women, um, and they're not going to put no black woman story over above white men walking on the moon, period, point blank. And that's the that's the even sadder part about it. So the fact that it takes you know forty plus on years to even get a movie made, which was I'm sure hard pressed to even get this movie made, um, uh, is even sadder in itself than the fact that it also wasn't in a history book. Um, so right. yeah, um, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. I I will have to probably wind up seeing that uh, in the movie theater. There's no way I'm going to be able to screen that internationally. So uh, yeah, I'm looking We're forward to seeing that. Fences what, what? is that's number nine. Mm-hmm. That yeah. made one point four million, and it's made thirty seven million thus far. Yeah, and that's um, and I had a stop sign there for all the uh, you know, last year. Remember, uh, it was hashtag Oscars so white. Um, this year, it's trending that it's going to be you know, a lot of black actors and actresses um are going to get nominations um in many categories. Uh, you know, probably. Uh, probably this movie, Hidden, um, excuse me, uh, Hidden Figures is probably going to wind up in the Best Picture category. Fences will probably wind up in Best Picture category. Denzel will probably wind up with a Best Actor nom. I would imagine that um, the lady from How, uh, How to Get Away with Murder is also Viola Davis is going to also wind up in probably in the Best Actress category as well. Um, Moonlight will probably wind up. Did y'all see Moonlight? Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. That movie, That's oh, a no, great I movie. Not, I have not seen Moonlight, but they have talked that up a whole lot as being very uh, Oscar-worthy. Yeah, uh, that's a great movie. Uh, it's great. Uh, not good. It's a great movie, and it's great. It's a great Oscar movie. Like it touches all the, hits all the bases and whatnot that they would um, look for in a movie. And the guy that played Cottonmouth in I can never pronounce his name. Um, the guy that played Cottonmouth and Luke Cage, he should be the front runner for best supporting actor for the Oscars. I'd be surprised if he didn't win it, even though I haven't seen too many of the other movies that they're pumping for Oscars yet. Um, yeah, he's great in that. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, you know it good. It's about time, and you know probably more than anything, you know Hidden Figures doing so well over the weekend is just them again consistently underestimating you know, the power of, you know, black women at the box office and non-white people at the box office as well, you know. Right. If you give a sh- yeah, if you give a shit, then I'm not going to go pay that. Movies cost too much money to go be seeing crap. Like, it's just it, period. You know, with people of color or non-people of color. But if you at least make a movie that's 
well done, well written, well directed, well acted, and well everything else, you know, people are going to go see those. It's not, you know, it's, it, it's, you, they're constantly underestimating what, what people will actually pay for. Hutch, you got Right, but, but, I mean, but, we keep saying that, that they're going to nominate all these people at the Oscars. Let's make sure to point out that these are Oscar-worthy performances. They're not going to be right. nominated just because they're black just to offset the Oscar so white issue last year. So let's be sure we preference it by saying these are Oscar-worthy performances and movies that are not just being nominated because they're, you know, black movies or black actors or whatever. These, they are worthy of their acknowledgement. Yeah, this ain't no straight out of Compton situation. I'm getting okay. to that, but I was going to say. I need to th- I need to throw a jab. This ain't no straight out of Compton movies in any of these, you know. Like, oh, that should be nominated for Oscar. No, it really shouldn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an entertaining movie, but it ain't Oscar worthy. I'm the Twitter uh, tag. Yeah, sorry. I'm the Twitter fighters. Yeah, my. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let them come. Um, I, uh, I don't want to side angle too much on that, but I, when I finally saw it, I was. What in, who, what in what world was this an Oscar worthy movie? <laughs> like yes, it's an entertaining. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty good movie to be honest. I'm not saying it wasn't I, a bad. It was Oscar worthy. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying it was not an Oscar worthy movie. Like I mean, even with ten movies, they could have found better movies than that. Piece of crap. No, I mean, again, this is not an Oscar worthy movie. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was a good movie. It's just not Oscar worthy. All right. Yeah. So. We got Hutch brought it up, and I put a, a side angle side uh, number there for um, Will Smith. Um, I didn't write an article about it, but I, I did post a, a whole thread about it on Twitter about um, Will Smith, um, his movie over released before Christmas, I guess, The Collateral Beauty. Um, it bombed like hard, um, like really, really hard. Uh, and I, my post was essentially, which is something that we've been talking about. If we've been wrong about many things on this podcast, we have not been wrong about the descent of Will Smith's career. Uh, so, have we? Hutch? <laughs> have we been wrong about this? <laughs> suicide made money. Oh, that's that's, 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 that's an ensemble piece. That is an example. Come on. Yeah. I well, know you got fans tickets to see uh, Bad Boys 3. <laughs> nope. Um, um, I'm just right saying. Now, like, it looks like Collateral Beauty is uh, number 15. It made 400000 Mm-hmm. But now it's 22 yeah. days. It's made $28 million thus far. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, I mean, and I, I mean, if you look for the reviews for it, I mean, it got crushed um, for being pandering and uh, amongst other things, just for pandering, really for an Oscar, and the story was not that great. I mean, again, yeah. my thought process is that like he he as an A list actor, where he can open the movie and be the dude on the poster, the only dude on the poster to sell it. Those days are over. Like, and anybody expecting that to come back is like grasping the straws. Now, he got a better chance of making, you know, parents just don't understand too before he's become, like, a much bigger star anymore. So, go ahead. I'm sorry for that. Uh, no, um, I was just going to say, uh, from the trailer, you could tell he was pandering for an Oscar. And it just, yeah. it looks so pretentious and, you know, yeah, it, it, you can just tell from the trailer. So, that, that was why I had no intentions of seeing it. 
That's but, two Christmases um, in a row with concussion last Christmas and then this. this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, concussion was last Christmas. Yeah. So next year he'll be playing a slave probably because, I mean, he's trying to co- cover every single base. PTSD person with this movie. Uh, what was it last year? Concussions doctor. Bad accent. I mean, he, you know, his, whatever his card is for get an Oscar bingo. He's probably got a lot of the the circles covered he, already. He, he's got yeah. one role he hasn't played yet, to my knowledge. I'm letting that. He ain't played no World War Two soldier trying to fight the Nazis or nothing. Yeah, no. Well, but he's short Oscar Yeah, but not for <laughs> yeah, black people. Right. Not for black folks. No, he's got to play a slave. No, slave. That's his role. He's got to get his Oscar for a slave. But he's too light skinned too. Um, so it ain't gonna help. Mm. Uh, Sandler Williams list is always out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he he ain't light skinned enough for that. Um, so anyway, all right. So yeah, we pour a whole garden out for Will Smith's movie career, but I ain't gonna waste my whole garden. All right, let's transition to blurred notes. Uh, remember, blurred notes is our six stories of the week uh, in comic books, movies, and entertainment. Um, we'll kind of go through them in order. I don't have my dice sounder, but I will throw in a sounder for every single one uh, before Hutch. If you could take a number between one and six without looking at the outline that I sent you. <laughs> That's a, a number four. <laughs> That's terrible, man. You can't look at that. Hold on. I need a sounder for that. Do, 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 do. No, that's too long. Man, I'm never ready with these freaking things. I'm so sorry. Anyway, all right. Number four is uh, poor sales for Marvel Comics. Uh, If you look at some of the trending information from comic book stores and retailers, is that Marvel is trending down in their sales, um, and a lot of the retailers are citing that Marvel has too many events, like comic book events. Um, you know, whether it be Secret Wars 3, uh, Civil War 2, X-Men versus the Inhumans, um, et cetera, et cetera. Too many events, people are rejecting the books because you have to buy so many other books that make sense of the story. Hutch, too many events, poor sales for Marvels. What do you think? Uh, pro- I'm probably true. I mean, I can say I'm, I'm on that Comics X and downloading comics when I can afford them. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's a lot of books. I mean, they ask it for the same price as the, the actual book. I'm like, what? So, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. And the stories, once you start reading them, are either regurgitated old stories or horrible new ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, we kind of touched on this on the on the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat not that much long ago uh, during the comic book year and comic book reviews. And it was just like, man, it was one event after the other, after the other, after the other. And, I mean, you just literally can't keep up, let alone the monetary money that would go out for it. But it's just like, you know, you're making these stories where there is no lasting impact. Whatever happens doesn't doesn't last. You right. Know, it's, if, all, it's all fucked. Mm-hmm. If somebody dies, they'll bring them right back. If it's uh, well, except for the some, black characters, no, they don't bring the black ones back. But black, you know, the black ones die no matter what dimension they're in. Right? Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't hold up. And after a while, you know, like you know what, I'm just done. I'm good. 
I don't need to to deal with this anymore. I'm not gonna spend my money on it. And you know, uh, you know, those torrents are free. I ain't gonna front. Them torrents are free, <laughs> and uh, whatever. Sometimes it's just easier to do it that way than you know bother going to the store or paying them yet. You know, that yen to uh to get that stuff. So yeah. So sorry, Marvel. DC is definitely ahead of you in that regard. All right. And, no. And Go ahead. so you think DC is doing better than Marvel and comic books, but Marvel is doing better than DC and movies. Correct. And I th- and I think and I don't think those are unrelated events. Like I think Marvel has so focused on trying to make their movies so good that they've let the comic book side completely fall to the wayside. And okay. DC uh finally realized that they had taken their characters so far off the reservation when they rebooted their stuff this summer, Rebirth, they put their characters back in a universe and back into a reality that they, you know, that, that longtime fans would understand, whereas Marvel has every type of hero everywhere, the Plessy versus Ferguson All-Stars, the Affirmative Action All-Stars. It, it's just too much. It's just... Affirmative Action All-Stars. It's all off the chart, man. I mean, it really is. It's all over the place. The book, so, um, yeah, that's it's not good. Uh, all right, female perspective one through six, not number four. I can give you a sound. I would two. Uh, number two, uh, Woody Harrelson has signed on to play in the Han Solo uh, movie, which is coming out in 2018. Now it's supposed to come out in 2017. Woody Harrelson has signed on to play the mentor for Han Solo. He's going like he, I guess he did for Katniss Everdeen. Um, but whoever his mentor is in Han Solo, it's going to be Woody Harrelson. Female perspective. Woody from Cheers, mentoring a uh, young Han um, Solo. I, I mean, he he basically, like you said, he's already done it with the with the um the Katniss. Uh, what's the name? Everdeen. Hunger Games. Yeah, Hunger Games role. So it's, it's pretty much going to be the same type of thing. So, I mean, yeah. I don't see what that would be an issue. He's been playing a mentor to I mean, almost every movie for the last whatever. Well, he's been mentoring Zombieland. Yeah, he's been mentoring Zombieland. Right. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Are you fans of Woody? I don't have a problem with Woody. I don't, I mean, I don't have a problem with Woody Harrison. He, 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 he does. I mean, he you know, he does what he does. Right. He was that cool white dude for, there for a while with his brother movie. And then he hit the, then he went on his hip run, I guess. <laughs> and then he went he was he fell off he fell off. And then he kinda came back in the last fifteen years, I guess. Yeah, I am. I mean I think dude okay too. I mean I it just seems kind of weird that, you know, I mean, and again, this is me and, you know, Star Wars movies that people didn't ask for. And nobody asked for this Han Solo movie, uh, but they're going to give it to you anyway because it's Disney. And, and I just, yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, I mean, you get Donald Glover as Lando as well, which I wasn't, you know. I'm a Donald Glover fan, not really, was not feeling him for Lando, but whatever. I mean, it's just, it is what it is, so whatever. Did I tell y'all, were y'all on the podcast for my Lando story at the uh, Comic-Con? Yeah. At Paradise City? I don't know if that y'all were on that podcast or not. Um, 
just let me side angle real quick. So the Paradise City Comic Con in Fort Lauderdale a few weeks ago, uh, went, covered it or whatever. It's the one where I met, took the picture with Summer Glau from uh, Firefly. And um, not that I care about Firefly. When I even mentioned that, I stopped saying Firefly on this podcast too. Um, but, like, you know how they have those autograph things set up where you can meet these people or whatever, you know. And, you know, most people do um, – you know, you can do the formal picture or whatever where you get the picture, you get in line and you pose with them. Or, you know, some of the people will let you take it with your phone, you know, for usually like half the price or, you know, a, a version of the price. So when we're walking through the con and I'm like, all right, well, I'd already signed up for this thing to do with Summer Glau. So I was like, well, you know, ends are going to be a little shorter. So like, let me see if I could, you know, do a phone selfie with Lando because, you know, it is Lando, Billy Williams whatever and so i walk up there and they were like uh yeah no he doesn't do phone selfies i'm like really i'm like this nigga and i'm like all right i know but no it gets worse and then so then i'm walking away from there and then i see some lady that you know some black lady was in a nice wonder woman costume so i'm like oh you know what let me get your picture real quick you know whatever and I'm, like, going to take her picture, and she was, like, kind of facing in the general direction. And then, like, one of the security dudes swooped in, like, shot. Like, no pictures from here either. I'm like, nigga, I'm not, not even taking his picture. I'm taking this picture. this picture. Like, you can't, like, you can't even, like, take a picture in his general vicinity. Like, all right, well, have her taste it this way. Like, take it, you know, where she was, like, you know, had to turn her back and look in the other way where I'm facing the cam. Like, who is he? I'm like, come on, ah, Mando. That's Billy yeah. Jim Matthew Williams. Like, oh. Well, and, uh, and me, and me, let's be honest, he hasn't been in anything for some quality men. Yeah, and 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 his uh his his formal whatever picture was seventy yards. I was like, yeah. I was like, you out of your mind, little <laughs> dude. Man, no. you out your mind. Not seventy. I'm gonna have my money. I'm with you on that. I think he spent seventy dollars for a picture of Billy D. Williams. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, not no. really. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> it's one a year. No, hold Maybe 50, maybe nah, 50 dude. years ago, but like yeah, not now. Yeah, maybe 50 years ago, but definitely not you know, now. You know, not now. We were at 70 bucks 50 years ago, but no mm. Man, I don't know. Well, I'm just why saying. Why pay $70 for a picture of it now? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Who, I mean, the clock is ticking. Who thinks oh, that a whole bunch of people was in that line? $70 now. But a whole bunch of people was in that line. Yeah, you would charge it if you couldn't get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was plenty of people there. I mean, I paid that's 40 right. or whatever for Summer Glow, and I was just like, man, that seemed like a much. You paid but 40 I, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's awful. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, uh, Hutch, uh, could you explain it? Explain forty dollars for summer cloud for me, please.
without makeup. She looks mm-hmm. fine. She looks great. Oh, That's put the picture on Facebook or whatever. Man, so what's different? Five dollars? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, five dollars. Anyway, all right. Back to blurred notes. <laughs> It's thirty five. <laughs> the difference between five dollars at that point. Nice, All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, needs, he needs the makeup, I think. Oh, I think he's terrible. attractive. He's attractive without makeup. You have a fragile cream. Oh, come on. Jesus. And you, you know, you see. Me. gets a, a, a real uh, live action TV show that, uh, you know, everybody else has had one between Sabrina and Josie and the Pussycats and a movie. Archie finally gets a show called Riverdale uh, coming out at the end of January. The early reviews are in. It was on TV line that I read at .com uh, who gave it like a B plus for the first few episodes or whatever. Um, it's basically, uh, I'm on a, a live tweet and I think I'm going to call the, the hashtag is uh, Pretty Little Riverdale. Uh, because it really is Pretty Little Liars. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much that show, but just with the Archie characters on it. And as a part of reading the review, um, it was saying that uh, at, at a point in there, that at some point, Archie and Miss Grundy have an affair. Uh, <laughs> she's not... <laughs> this is awful. Miss <laughs> Grundy. Well, first off, she's now the English. She's the music teacher, not the. Uh, well, Miss Grundy taught a very variety of subjects. By the way, she was teaching like elementary school, where she taught every subject in the comic book. But uh, she's the music teacher, and at some point, her and Archie have like an affair or whatnot. Um, and then, as a part of everything else that goes on, but you know, somehow. Cheryl Blossom's dad or brother gets killed and whatever is attached to the whole thing. It's like, it's supernatural, pretty little liars, um, basically. So, uh, Hutch, I I know you're not a huge Archie fan, although you've had to read them because I painted the walls with them. Uh, (laughs) Yes, what are you thinking about Riverdale as a show and that little plot point? It's on the C- CW, yeah. It is the CW and Greg Berlanti, who is behind Flash, Supergirl. Uh, that is the that is the perfect the perfect uh, channel, perfect whatever. Oh, it's gonna come on behind one of them shows. Flash, Supergirl. I, I have no idea. Yeah, if it has a good lead-in show or something, then it'll it'll survive a year or two. So that's that's the catcher, you know. Don't put it up against anything on Thursday night, because it will get massacred. But as an overall thought as or overall, watching of that show, uh, here, uh, here's here's the new year, and here's the here's the here's my usher for the week. Uh, I know more about Riverdale and Archie than I care to admit, because I was forced and compelled. Just like Young and the Restless. So, 
So, yes, I am aware of Archie Andrews and Jughead Forsyth P. Jones. I know their names way too well, and I don't read the books. Will it survive? Yes. I, I'm not going to watch it. But, yeah, go go for it. Okay. The female perspective, not probably an Archie reader, or I'm not sure? No, I'm, I'm not an Archie reader. I mean, occasionally when I was younger, I think I used to catch the cartoons but I wasn't heavily into that either. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out on this one. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it's weird as a plot point that they went there with that because for a, a few reasons. One, I won't even get into that part of it. But the, probably the other part is, is like, you, I mean, that happened on freaking Dawson's Creek, too, and every other freaking <laughs> white teenage show that, uh, you know, that somebody always winds up having an affair with the teacher. And, you know, somehow they never do that shit when it's the male teacher and a 16-year-old girl because, for some reason, that's creepy. Um, because <laughs> it is. But when the, when the 16-year-old boy is having an affair with the freaking hot teenage or the hot, you know, music teacher or whatever, somehow that ain't creepy, which, which it also is. Um, um, the, the last couple of, the last couple of female teachers that were messed around with the young students, was kind of creepy. Well, it is no, it ain't never kind of creepy. It is creepy, you know. Yeah, again, not dipping into my day job uh, too much, but I've worked with a couple of students where this has happened, and if you don't think that messes a kid's brain up, it really does, you know. Even though it's a male student, yeah, it's, it, they're not their main, their brains ain't prepared to deal with that kind of stuff. So, and also being preyed upon by somebody that they trust, but that's a whole other issue. It, it's just weird that it, they use it as a plot point. It's also weird that they use it as Miss Grundy because, you know, making her, you know, young and hot also is kind of just kind of taken away from the comic book. But it's just also Avengers and the Peter Parker and making Aunt May hot now. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It, I, uh, I'm gonna have to watch it because I waited so long to see the show, but or see Archie in a live action thing. You don't but have this, to watch. Right. No, I, I got it. For, going for, for, to watch it. Yeah, but again, for posterity, uh, I don't have a DVR, so whatever I see for this, I got to watch it live with commercials. So um, that's that's a big deal because um, if it's not entertaining and I ain't going to be staying up from 9 to 10 to watch some garbage. Uh, so, so I, I mean, I'll... So as the official Riverdarian, we'll call you... <laughs> Why did why did it take Archie so long to get a live action show when like all the other side angle side was have had side shows, movies and everything mm-hmm. else? Why did it take uh, old Redhead this long? Well, one, I think that's part of it, you know. People treat redheads like redheads. Um, two, um, like I just don't it's always been so cheesy Americana that I think that they didn't think that they could keep the character and be true to it and make something that people wouldn't automatically scoff at. So they've taken the character and really just went completely the other side with it. And you know, I was talking to somebody on Twitter about it. It was like, you could have just called this show something else, the OC right. or whatever. And why he are you bothering with Riverdale? Riverdale? Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, why bother calling it Riverdale then? Don't they run the risk of, I mean, you're trying to make it so totally opposite of what, people are used to saying that people who are going to tune in because they're used to reading the comic books or whatever uh, might not like the way that 
the direction they've taken these characters in. Most most of the people that that read the read the comic book uh, right now is reading the prune juice. Right <laughs> Well, that's wow. the thing too. What's the audience for this show? It's clearly not the people that read the comic books because if you and even and that's the other thing too. If you watch the show, you're like, oh, that's based on a comic book because that's going to be what some dumb person says. Then you're going to go to the, the store and see some redhead with checkerboard cuts in his head and uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, a sweater vest with an R on it, and a character was wearing a hat with his eyes closed all the time. It was like, Miss Grundy is a thousand years old? What is this? <laughs> like, there's no correlation between the book and the show. So, like, it's just, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You, I mean, like I said. Do you ever st- did you ever stay up late at night on Saturdays and look at like, animation domination on, on, a, on the Fox network? Not really. No, okay. Well, they have they had a show. They can't even like that. Called High School High or High mm-hmm. School USA. And basically, right. it's a rip off of the Archies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that it might have helped, might not have helped. But it's a rip off wow. of the Archies. I mean, it's a straight, blatant. I mean, they just took it one degree to the left or right of the mm-hmm. actual Archie show, and they played off of the corny stuff off of Archie. And, and you know, they made a couple people black, a couple people Asian, and Right. Pretty much that way. What, what I thought they were going to do when they announced it, because it kind of got announced the same time that they relaunched the books as uh, much more a much more serious comic book. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it adult, but it's much more serious. It's still got jokes and whatnot. You know, they relaunched the whole line. I just did a review for the Reggie book uh, for the website a little while ago, or, you know, a couple of days ago. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's entertaining. Great. Yeah, I mean, it's entertaining. The books are really, really good. I mean, it's probably one of the best books that I read last year. And that would, and it, it wasn't just on my list. Like other people, like I'm saying that, like you know, I started reading that Archie book that you recommend. It's like it's really good. I'm like, I know. And uh, I think I think you're going off the NBC show Blind Spot. Well, no, I'm not though. I'm really not, Hutch. I mean, I was. I mean, I'm not. So I just I, I thought that was going to be the basis for the show, and is not. So I don't know. Whatever. I'll watch it. I think that is the hashtag I'm going to settle on, Pretty Little Riverdale, um, for the live tweet. Because that, that's, that's, every time I see that, I'm like, this is Pretty Little Liars. Not to say that I watched Pretty Little Liars for three seasons. All right, next blur note. Um, one, two, one, two, four are out. Is that right? Yeah, one, two, yeah, four are out. So, female perspective? Um, how, many, how many is it? Six? Six. Six. Give me six. Yeah, right up your alley then. Ryan Reynolds, who's been doing a lot of press here recently, I don't know why, um, thinks that the Logan movie, the last Hugh Jackman movie, what the reason they've been talking is that uh, there's been all these rumors that uh, Wolverine is in the – or Deadpool's going to be in that Wolverine movie somehow. Um, So they've been pumping that up to debunk it or whatever. But yada, 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 uh, Ryan Reynolds has seen a screening or a cut of the movie, and he thinks that Logan (laughs) – is going to be an Oscar contender for next year. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I think you can hear my laughter uh, <laughs> beyond that statement. But, yeah, that's all I can say is that's yeah. comical. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I damn near walked in a panic. 
Yeah. Yeah. When I posted it on on the Facebook, I was like, I want I want whatever Ryan Reynolds to smoke. <laughs> yeah. He's on some quality kush. And he's basing this off of what? He's seen the final cut of the movie or what? I guess so, yeah. I don't give a food if he saw <laughs> if they, I mean they do a dancing number in that mofo and they bring and they bring back I mean, whoever. I mean you gotta be you gotta be the dark knight to get an Oscar nod. And, well, and that, that yeah, and yeah. that ain't happening. <laughs> and that was the the quote like people were like, Well if that didn't get one, I mean you have to be hard pressed to think that another one right. you know, was gonna get an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's no way it's that good. Again, we shouldn't be making predictions, but uh, I'm, 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 I feel fairly I'm certain to say that Logan. Yeah, I'm fairly certain to say Logan ain't gonna get no Oscar nomination. Uh, it won't be the first yeah. comic book movie to get an Oscar nomination. And, I, and I Rock say, Reynolds as a judge of uh, Oscar contenders is laughable. <laughs> right. Yeah, laughable. Yeah. Right. He ain't seen no Oscars either. <laughs> no. Well, from the audience on TV like us. Uh, but yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, Oscar the Grouch. Um, all right. So one, two, four, and six are out, Hutch. So it's between three and five. Three is the magic three. number. Three. Uh, ben Affleck has stated over the last week or so, it's been all over every uh, comic book site, that the script is not ready for The Batman, the movie that he's supposed to write, direct, and star in. Uh, the script's not ready. He's essentially saying, well, if it's not done, it's not properly, I'm not going to do it. He might not direct it at all. And it's essentially he might not even star in it. I, that was the inter- interpretation that I got, even though he didn't say that. So Ben Affleck being out as the Batman as a, in, a, in a solo movie, huh? Hey, uh, I'm just, this is officially in the script for the town and the end that I lived the night and all the other ones weren't ready either. But they got made. This Batman will get made, and he'll be in it. He'll direct it because his right now he don't think his uh, fecal matter stinks, but it does. Mm. <laughs> well, I think him writing, directing, and stuff himself in movies. I don't think he. That's where he's really made his uh, his bones back at being, you know, uh, an A lister again. That's air quotations. But but his stuff to where he has not. Uh, where he's been starring in movies where he didn't direct and write it or whatever has still been Flop City uh, with this Live the Night or whatever about to be Flop City uh, face crack here coming up. So um, I I was thinking that maybe it's too much. Like for a comic book movie, there hasn't been anybody that's written, directed, and starred in a comic book movie as far as I know ever. And that's going to be a lot because it's it's a lot of pressure. Do you think it would be too much, female perspective? Yes, and I think I mentioned this several podcasts back when we initially discussed this. I didn't foresee him doing this, and I kind of still don't. And granted, um, the, looking at the track record of the the two, well, the one previous, well, two, he was in Suicide Squad, too. The two previous movies he did, yeah, the character was. Um, yeah, so it might be a good thing for him to step away from it. Yeah, that, right. I think that's his. I think that's his insurance policy of let me back out of this, you know, because I think he starts to smell the reek from the Justice League movie coming out. And some right, other, yeah, some other that's 
He is going down. So, yeah, it night. sounds to me like he's trying to distance himself from because he's seeing that it's it's not really doing as well as he might have anticipated. So right. I think I I sense that he's trying to distance himself. But you did like the accounting, though, right? I did like the accounting. Mm. Okay. Well, I, my thought was when I initially saw it was, was like, man. You know, when he writes, produces, directs, and stars in his own movies that, you know, essentially he he's at the behest of the studios, but those movies aren't really, we're expecting to be, like, huge money makers. When you are writing, directing, and starring in a big old action flick uh, comic book tentpole movie, you know, the studio is going to be in your ear all the time about, hey, you know, we need to get this. We need to put, you know, make sure that you'll get this product placement in. Make sure you get this. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be in, they're going to be in his grill all day, like on making sure. And, you know, that's a lot of pressure. And it's a lot of the money, the financial pressure and everything that goes with it. I was like, you know, maybe that's a little bit too much. You know, starring in the movie is a lot in and of itself, let alone writing and directing it. Right now with that Argo, Still, he still got that little polish. He still polishes that damn Oscar. So right now, I think he calls his own shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but again, but that's Argo. You know, it won an Oscar. That's great, but it wasn't expected to um, advance a franchise or anything like that. I think that's a different. That's a different beast. You know, I just think it's a different beast with a different studio overseeing it. You know. I think maybe the backlash that he's gotten from, you know, Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad, I mean, I'm sure that has, has played into his decision as well because they haven't been well-received. They haven't right. been well-received. Um, so, yeah. yeah. He cares. For what, for what, I, for what I heard. Yeah, he cares. Yeah. And, and I'm sure he knows this. He's heard it several times over. So, yeah, I think this is probably – He's giving himself a, you know, a way out. A way out. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're all in agreement then on that one. All right. Uh, last nerd note. I'll read it out. Sorry. Um, R.I.P. to Carrie Fisher. She literally died the day after we did our R.I.P. podcast, and after I said, "Yeah, we almost lost her." I put the whammy for Bammy on that poor lady, and then her mom dies the day later, uh, in, um, yeah. the day after, in um, Debbie Fisher. Um, so, uh, Debbie, uh, Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds, excuse me. And um, so, rest in peace to them. And two, uh, so she's already completed everything that she was supposed to do for Princess Leia in Episode Eight, which comes out uh, at the end of this year. But there was a story out that she was supposed to play a huge role in Episode Nine. Um, for the 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 final trilogy of the new of the new Star Wars trilogy, um, so just kind of you know that that is what it is. But any kind of Carrie Fisher thoughts, uh, female perspective? Um, yeah, her death was was pretty sad. Um, I was actually hoping that she would pull through. So, I mean, that was that that was very sad. And then her mom passing away the day after was equally as sad. Um, as yeah. far as her contributing to the story, um, yeah, I'm sure she probably was going to play a, a larger role. Um, that will have to be, you know, modified, uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but she'll be missed. And she was yeah. definitely a big part of the whole Star Wars fandom. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. She'll be missed. Hutch? 
I mean, of course. But yeah, I'm going to miss the, the character, the actress. Um, it is a, one of those things in life that we got to deal with. Um, right. Of course, she'll always be the slave to Jabba. Or Jabba. <laughs> that's not the job here. That's that for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was really sad, and then like I said, her mom goes in there. Um, I'm gonna add somebody actually to the FCFU list, um, just because of something that was related to that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Now, I mean, again, we're spoiling for Hutch tonight. If you haven't seen Rogue One, um, you know. Princess Leia does make an appearance in it. Uh, very young Princess Leia through CGI, the same way they kind of made Robert Downey Jr. young in Civil War. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure they can do many things if they needed or wanted to. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's kind of sad that that happens. And it's also, too, it's like, you know, you kind of, I was looking far ahead, you know, there's a, a big comic book convention coming up in July in Miami or whatever. And I'm trying to get pressed forward or whatever. And, you know, Hutch, Ric Flair is going to be there. And I'm like, oh, well, you know I'm paying money for that and uh, to meet the nature boy. And But I'm also like, man, it's in July. I, I don't know if Ric Flair got July in him, to be honest with you. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, like, surprised that they put so many, you know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised they put so many eggs in that basket. I was like, I hope y'all are filming all the Mark Hamill stuff now, too. You know, because, I mean, he's in his 60s or mid to late 60s as well. So, I mean, if you're banking on somebody that's that of that age to be around or whatever, you, you know, you, you are taking a risk. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, really sad when that, like I said, happened, especially literally that it happened after we did that podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Hutch, before we get to the STFUs, how much would a Ric Flair picture be worth? Maybe top. Maybe top forty. Forty? Forty. Yeah. That's as far as you go. Hey, hey, Mom, Mom, we can catch him solid down the street. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is, if you caught him on the street. Rick Flair, Rick Flair's times are so hard. I mean, yeah. I mean, he yeah, you know, he ain't too much money for that most. All they just put in the bottle, pay off the ex-wife. Yeah, that's terrible, man. That's awful. But you're right as well. <laughs> hey, it's 2017, man. I ain't no sacred cow, Holmes. Yeah, I got you. All right. All right, let's just do this. Well, he, and also, and also, I mean, self-induced as well. So, uh, yeah. All right, so let's get to the STFUs. Go ahead. Sorry, Hutch. But he's always alive with some Patriots. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, yeah. But I, There's no way I'm going there and not meeting him. It's not, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. All right. Let's get an STFU sounder on the front before we talk about some of these folks. Hold on. Well, oh. Shut the fuck up. All right, our STFUs, uh, we got a long list of people who uh, probably then stepped out of their mouths and said some dumb stuff over the last couple of days. Um, because you got anybody, I sent y'all a list. I don't know if you had anybody or you saw the list and was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And like I said, I want to add one, too. I got one for you. I got 
Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. First, the first one immediately comes to mind is this is going to the state of Georgia slash the city of Atlanta slash the citizens of this wonderful state who have, I mean, we've been, they've been doing the snowgating part two now. <laughs> And we've been getting, we've been crushed with all these bad weather predictions. And Doppler radar says we're gonna get 12 feet of snow. <laughs> and, and every every person that had two extra bucks went to Walmart and all the other uh, grocery stores and bought up every blanket thing in there except fruit. <laughs> so so I went there the last couple of days because I'm a Negro. And, and there ain't nothing in them places but empty dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, then, then the snow, quote unquote, happens. Oh, and people are missing work. Ain't nobody working. And uh, the whole city shut down. And with no snow, some black ice. The problem is that most people here in Atlanta are from states that came that had cold weather in them to begin with, and if this was in, a, in that same state they came from, they would be, yeah, have to be at work. Mm, yeah, no doubt about that. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, CFUs for the city? The city, the state, the weather people, the, you know, Target, Walmart, Kroger, all them places are closed. They're half open. They ain't got no food. They might as well be fucking closed. So all of us get an SCFU. I right. think the city was so afraid of a, a part two of Snowmageddon that they had, you know, a couple of years ago, that they want to be extra sure that it didn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And let me retort to that. Uh, if they want to save people's lives in this, on, the, on the roads and whatnot, A, take away their cell phones, they quit texting each other. <laughs> That's what they need to do. That that was they want to take them off the road right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I turn it into uh, get off my lawn. Brother, that's right. No sacred cows at seventeen. Nice. Great. Uh, who was your other one then? Or that was just all up. Oh, now you said you had a couple, but I guess it was all of those. I, I come back around to me. So I'm working okay. his anger down. Right. Do you have anybody female perspective? Um, no, I can't think of anyone offhand. Okay, I know I got a long list. Um, the one I said I wanted to add that was not on the the, the notes was um D L Hughley. Um, he tweeted out something. Carrie Fisher died, and her mom died, or whatever. Deborah Reynolds died, like after. And he tweeted a joke that essentially said, you know, black parents don't die after their kids. They just run to the casket and say, you know, God don't make no mistakes. Or something. It was some joke. It was a tweet. It was way too soon. And if you're going to make a way too soon joke, you better make sure it's funny. And I was like, but black mama uh, kid dead jokes ain't been funny for 25 years, man. Like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. What are you doing, D.L. Hewley? Seriously. He's he, he, he trying to get relevant, dude. Man, yeah, I understand. But that, I mean, it right. it was hashtag too soon. And, like, it was unnecessary. And it wasn't funny. In that order. Um, So... Whatever. All right. So, yeah, I had to add that there because it reminded me when we did the Carrie Fisher one. Just going through my list, um, I gave one for NBC for hiring Megyn Kelly uh, from Fox. Gave her a whole bunch of money. Megyn Kelly, um, 
or the Kelly Files from the Fox uh, whatever show. Uh, this is the lady who went on TV and proclaimed in bold terms that Jesus was white and also Santa Claus was also white, uh, like <laughs> on live television that you just claimed that. Um, so uh, on top of all of her, like on top of all of her other bullshit, um, those were just a highlight. And then NBC and you know, desperation mode, freaking hires this lady, pays her a whole bunch of money to, to lure her away from Fox. I was like, I still don't lure her away from all of her problematic stuff that you just put on your air, NBC. So you get an STFU. Um, can I can I um, interject here? I just thought of one that when you mentioned Megan Kelly saying that um, Santa Claus is white, I thought of one that, <laughs> that happened around Christmas. They said a um, – it was a – uh, there were some kids going to see Santa Claus, and I think it was a preacher or something that, that came up there and basically proclaimed to the kids that Santa Claus was not real and mm. they should uh, they should trust in Jesus and all this. Oh, Lord. And, and, of course, the parents that were there got highly upset, and mm-hmm. they were about to <laughs> beat up this dude. <laughs> preacher? Yes. He deserved it if he did that, too. So I don't know why he felt that was the place for him to claim that. Um, yeah, this pastor, but yeah. yeah. Now ain't the time for that. Exactly. Now and ruining all these little kids' Christmas and, and their fathers and so forth were highly upset. Wow. Yeah, he should definitely get one. Um I'm gonna skip through my list here. Uh, uh, Bobby Bowden, Hutch. Did you see the quote from Bobby Bowden? I did not. He's pimping a book, um, so he's been making the rounds and doing the car wash at, uh, at ESPN. And he was on Mike and Mike, and essentially he was talking about you know problem with a lot of the players that he recruited, you know, because he recruited all these black players or whatever. And he's like, a lot of them are trying to, you know. That's why they, you know, he's old. And he's like, that's why they got earrings, because, you know, they don't have no men in their life. They're trying to look like their mama. Woo! Right. Wow. Uh, on, on, yeah. On Twitter, y'all, I mean, because y'all don't want to follow on Twitter. On Twitter, I instituted a new award called the This Nigga Award. Like, you know, somebody says something, I'm like, this nigga. I can't, you know, like, essentially, like, I can't believe this nigga said something stupid like that. And the This Nigga Award covers many races and multitudes and genders. So when I first saw it, I was like, of course I'm going to give him a this nigga. I'm like, this nigga, are you for real? Like, for real. Like, so, so nobody got no man in the home, so I'm going to pierce my ears so I can look like my mama. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Bobby Brown, you old piece of shit. Like, seriously, <laughs> That's as bad as George Carl's, his uh, excerpts of his book are about as bad. Yeah, burning every bridge possible that he could have. And I'm just like, come on, man. I mean, you old, but you ain't that old. And and the bigger pressure, you know, the bigger picture or whatever, I'm like, so, but that didn't stop you from recruiting them kids, did you? And lying to their mama that you was going to be their daddy for the time that they was at your school uh, until they did something wrong or they tore the ACL or whatever, and you didn't have no more use for them anymore, you old fuck. Yeah, what what did Dion say about this? I ain't hear from Dion. Dion's problematic too, so he shut the fuck up too. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Dion's an all lives matter person, so I can't fuck with Dion. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, he's, a, he's exactly. a preacher too, right? 
Yeah, fuck him. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Bobby Bowden gets one. Um, and then I'm going to save that one for last because it's probably the one that we'll talk about the most. Uh, hold on. Uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, Republican senator. Yeah, he, he, he had the audacity. The audacity to get up in front of a microphone and be like, you know what, uh, the American people are not going to stand for the Democrats holding up a Supreme Court nomination. I'm like, this nigger, this nigger, like this nigger, did y'all just held up Obama's, yeah. Is that not what they just did? Yes, with with Obama's last uh, nominee after Scalia died. And I'm like, y'all are the worst, man. You're the worst of the worst of the worst. Seriously, y'all, how do you not remember that y'all just did this and held it up for the entire election period and saying that the next person should be able to nominate? I'm like, so, yeah, yeah, fuck him, too. Uh, I hate Mitch McConnell, by the way. Um, And then the last one, I'll skip over the nigger Navy thing because I don't want to go there. Um, The the last one is Dylan Roof. I want to be able to read his exact quote. he was finally found guilty for killing all those black people. And I don't know if there was ever even a thought that he wouldn't have been found guilty. Um, but sadly, you have to really think about it. I know he walked in there and killed everybody and said that he did it, but you never know, you know. Um, uh, he, so he actually tried to say he didn't do it? No, he didn't. No, no, oh, no. You obviously him. clearly. Oh, okay. all these, all yeah, these you. People around him all of a sudden are like, well, let's get to the deeper meaning of why he did it. Maybe he was crazy. Yeah, it, no, it's going to make you mad when I read it to you. Uh, uh, his quote at the sentencing, at, at, during the sentencing phase. Uh, shoot, uh, I should have had this prayed up in front of me. It's just going to make you angry. I can't find it. Uh, well, and- well I, I'll paraphrase because I can't find it. It was basically, no, I don't feel bad for them. Um Nope, I ain't I ain't cried one tear for these people that I killed. I'm sorry that the poor, like white children or white people, had to deal with these lesser people or whatever. And uh, no, I ain't cried a tear. Basically, I have no remorse. Okay, no, well, so yeah, I mean, right. Well, here's my other. I got here's my other quote, or here's my other. The SCFU. Um, I don't. Why don't we talk about this? But. The police officer in what, South Carolina that you know that he was on trial for killing that black person. Yeah. And, and he got and somebody. He got the off. Said he, he got off. Yeah. Right. And yeah. That, I mean, but I mean, technically, none of these police officers that have been have, have been held accountable for for any of the deaths that they've uh, brought them back. Now, now that, now, there were two black officers here in Atlanta that stunned a black person to death, and they got things. Oh, they did? Yeah. Shocking. Well, that's not... Uh, yeah. uh, literally, yeah. that, that was bad for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that's not a surprise was, either. Right. So, yeah, the two black officers here in Atlanta, they got things. Uh, but, they're, but this other guy got off. Yeah, here's the exact quote. I would like to make it crystal clear. I do not regret what I did. I am not sorry. I have not shed a tear for the innocent people I killed. I do feel sorry for the innocent white children forced to live in this country. 
And I do feel sorry for the white people that are killed daily at the ha- killed daily at the hands of the lower race. Yeah, yeah this nigga. Um, I, like I, I, you could I, I like to paraphrase better. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I, I got one more SDFU. Mm. Um, I heard recently that that my favorite uh, person on should be on death row, but whatever, Charles Manson was yeah. now finally. I guess the devil finally let go of his soul and is trying to let that mofo die. Any doctor that is working to keep that mother blanker alive one minute longer than he already has, they deserve STFU. Put the fucking scalpel down or put it to his fucking neck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's been alive. He's been. How I feel about this yeah. Taylor Ruth uh, trial? But, I mean, why, why, why take, waste taxpayers' money on that? Yeah, and, the, and mean, they're going to waste more taxpayer money. Go ahead, I'm exactly. sorry. They're going to waste more taxpayer money because you can't, once you once he is sentenced, if they, you know, they got to put him in freaking isolation and have somebody with him all the time because you can't put him in gin pop because he won't last 30 seconds in that place. Do they have like, death, uh, the death sentence? Where yeah. In South Carolina, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But that's still yeah. 10, 15, 20 years down the pipe. Yeah, he's gonna live, right? I mean, if he's if he if he really is upset about it, he should kill himself. Just go ahead and kill yourself, nigga. Because um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you want to be done with this whole thing? You want to take everybody out? Just kill yourself. Let's before or go like you know what? Just put me in general pop for a couple minutes, so somebody can kill me. Because it'll be a black person for sure, and that'll be the end of it. If that's what you want to do, you want to be a martyr for this bullshit. Go right ahead. But he don't I want just, to die. Uh, he, he wants. I mean, he he wants. He's proud yeah. of what he did, and the most people yeah. in the jail has his uh, too are glad he right. did it too. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, there. And then uh, real quick, because it's closer to where I'm at now, um, we got to give it, uh, an STFU to Esteban, whatever, whoever shot the freaking airport up in Fort Lauderdale. Um, uh, that's awful. Um. Uh, why I don't know why people can check freaking armed guns and their luggage and whatever, and then get access to it to be able to start shooting up an airport. That's a whole other story. But uh, whatever his name is, I did post though, and it's on a side note. So he goes into the airport, shoots up a gang of folks, like killed thir- five people, killed, shot thirteen or whatever in an airport, whatever. How is that motherfucker taken alive? It's like for real. Uh, because apparently uh, broken taillights, not paying child support, selling loose cigarettes and CDs are death sentences for black folk. But Esteban uh, Santiago can shoot up an airport and still get taken alive. So, uh, whatever. So, yeah. He, he, that is something. Yeah, that is something. Um, so he gets an STFU uh, for whatever. <laughs> Sadly, Puerto Rican, by the way. Ugh. And, um, yeah, anyway. All right. I think that's it. So, yeah, so to Esteban Santiago. No, you, you, still, you still miss one. Who did I miss? The nigga Navy? No, no, the the one that just, the reward should be named after. Heinz Ward? Cheeto Jesus? Heinz <laughs> Ward? No. It's the, the 45th. Oh, Cheeto Jesus, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even want to mention him, man. I mean, we could do a whole podcast every week about that freaking piece. Well, of shit. yeah, I mean, he 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 just put out some talk about only stupid people. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did and, see and that I, earlier. I don't, I don't understand how it is that, I mean, the intelligence agencies have said that Russia was involved with getting him elected. How are we still allowing this guy to be the president? Yeah. How, yeah. I mean, how is that possible? That I'm, I'm a, I remember in the olden days how just, uh, intelligence in the United States like if some politician such as himself got out of line like that, he wouldn't be alive for longer. You know, the brakes get cut, the plane crash in the Alpine at the Alps, something would happen. Um, so, you know, I ain't wishing death on nobody, but I am not not wishing death on somebody either. I'm just saying. You know? So, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> comedy too to see the D list of celebrities that they roll out there. I, mean, I was just looking at Obama's last thing, you know, where Beyonce was singing and uh, you know, I mean this is A list caliber of talent or whatever and they're gonna literally be rolling out Chachi, Kramer, um uh not not Kramer, uh uh, uh Michael Richards uh, Chelsea Chelsea <laughs> no Chelsea Kelsey Grammer. Uh I mean they're really gonna be rolling out some people that nobody cares about. Clint Eastwood. Uh, I mean, this is terrible. So uh, whatever. I mean, I I'm literally at the point where I I can't even care anymore. Um, but I know I need to, so I'll I'll pay attention as necessary. But giving him an STFU is just like that's water as wet as news, you know. So yeah. And but I, we'll, give... well, I just have to add. I mean, when are they going to take his Twitter account away from him? Yeah, you would think that that's, they would do that's that. Dangerous. That is truly dangerous. Yeah, truly very much so. Dangerous. Mhm. I agree. But yeah, I mean, it, and he tweeting out stuff that people don't need to know. Like North Korea is doing. What are you doing? So, and and oh, right. so, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right. I'll leave it at that. So. Oh boy. So to the to the to the ain't pumpkin to uh, NBC, to Yahoo for that terrible headline that you somebody's editor did not catch, to Bobby Bowden, to Dylan Roof, you piece of shit, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, the whole city of Atlanta, and the Snowmageddon. Uh, and who am I missing off of there? Uh, Charles Manson. His- Charles Manson and the doctors, yeah, waiting for him to die. Um, all of those folks, yeah, you all can get one of these. Uh, I hate my sounder. <laughs> <laughs> I set that up so well. Hey, you sure did. You I did. I set it up perfectly. Hold on. Let's see where I'm I know, man. I should have it on a loop. That's, All right, here we go. That's Trump messing with you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Ah, that's much better. 
right. So that wraps up podcast number 51 for Brothers Comics. We went a little longer than we normally would because we haven't done one in like a month. Um, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Um, looking ahead for events or news from Brothers Comics. Uh, we have Thursday night comic book chat coming up this week with Brother B with Sandman. Maybe Big Hutch will finally join us. Uh, we also, if, you, if you're in one of the praying type, uh, the producer is trying to get um, an access pass to Star Wars Celebration in Orlando in March. I don't think I got a snowball chance in hell of getting it, but you know, if you want to send, if you want to send up some prayers to the man upstairs or the woman upstairs or Buddha or whoever you do that to for Hutch, um, yeah, go ahead because if but I somehow that get that, dollars bill for for a press, I mean like a regular membership. No, it's it's seventy it's seventy dollars for a Saturday pass. Seventy. Right, that's a hundred. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I know I, you're I, right. Before. Yeah, I'm like so, but you know, hey man, it's the God of miracles. Um, so if somehow that were to happen, that would still be great. got Trump. Yeah, still got Trump, <laughs> but still got a lot of cons coming up too. Uh, I mentioned the one in Miami, which is uh, I guess RetroCon, and we got SuperCon in uh, sometime coming up in Fort Lauderdale oh, and. South Carolina. Isn't that coming up soon? Yeah, South Carolina Comic Con, and I did tell Hutch I am coming to that, so we'll be making plans for that. That'll come up in March. i got to make sure I get the press pass application in for that, or April, I think. And uh, okay. we also have MegaCon in Orlando, which is the huge, huge con here on the East Coast. It's a huge, huge con. Um, and that's coming up in, I want to say, May, like the Memorial Day, Labor, whatever holiday weekend is in the end of May. Um, so... Definitely check that out. Share the podcast with friends. You can check us out on Facebook at Brothers Hutchinson, uh, facebook.com slash Brothers Hutchinson. Uh, by the way, Hutchinson is doing it on live. Uh, Newberry wants you to contact him. Um, and uh, you can find us on Twitter at Brothers Comics. Um, I'm the producer on Twitter. Uh, I think that's it. Any other Brothers Comics business? No. No. No, we're good. All right. It's good to get with y'all, man. I know we've been trying to get this in and the new year and all, so I was ready to get this in. Um, we got any intro or exit music? Again, it's always added post-production. Can you think of anything to take us out? Uh, no, I, 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 I have a thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you better hope I can find it on the on the interweb to be able to upload it. So which right. one? Right. What is uh, well, one of my faves is Wait For It, which is sung by the character um, Aaron Burr. Um, okay. So, so, yeah, if you can find that Wait one. For it. Wait right. For It. Why are we singing something about Aaron Burr? He's one to took out to the... Uh... Right, but it's a cool song, though. <laughs> All right. It's a cool song. We'll, we'll go the, wait for it. Man, it's been about health and skeleton. Jeez. Well, yeah, wait for so it will be yeah, the. we're not talking about health and skills. Yeah. Wait for it to be the. I'm sorry, what was it? No, I'm saying wait for it will be the exit music. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna preview it like I'm actually you guys. Okay, so it's playing right now. You're hearing right. it play as we're talking now. All right, so wait for it. Great song from Hamilton. Thank you, Female Perspective. We're gonna sign off. Big Hutch, sign off. Fuck that nigga. This producer signing off. Y'all take it easy. Peace.
Love doesn't discriminate between sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes and we keep loving anyway. We laugh and we cry and we break and we make our mistakes. And if there's a reason I'm by her side and so many have tried, then I'm willing to wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. My grandfather was a fire and brimstone preacher. preacher. There are things that the homilies and hymns won't teach ya. My mother was a genius. My father commanded respect. When they died, they left no instructions, just a legacy to protect. Death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes, and we keep living anyway. We rise and we fall and we break and we make our mistakes. And if there's a reason, I'm still alive when everyone who loves me has died. I'm It's no restraint, takes and he takes and he takes and he keeps winning anyway. Changes the game, plays and he raises the stakes. And if there's a reason he seems to thrive and so few survive, then goddammit, I'm willing to wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it. Life doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes. Wait for it. 